For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. What is up, Thunder fans? That's your boy Dylan at Thunder Chats, and welcome into the recap of tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls, in which the Oklahoma City Thunder defied all odds and came back from 26 points down to beat the Bulls 109 to 106. And this game was crazy. <laughs> it really was. Uh, I go from like very little notes early in the game because I thought we was gonna lose this game by like 20 points because. We were literally down 20 points in the first quarter um, to having a very detailed fourth quarter because the fourth quarter was kind of bonkers. So um, before we get into that, you know what we got to do? We've got to hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. All right, so the big news going into this game was Terrence Ferguson's return back to the lineup. Um, you know, obviously he had missed the first or the last few games uh, due to an injury. I think it was in his hip. Um, he was replaced by Abdul Nader, in which Nader did really well offensively and wasn't a huge detriment defensively. So a lot of people were thinking, is Ferg replaceable? And that was kind of what I was looking for going into this game uh, because, honestly, I, I didn't think this game was going to be as tight as it was. But, uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it. So, my first note was Adams wins the tip-off. That's going to be very important as we get, go through these notes here. But Adams wins the tip-off. Uh, Gallo scores first blood on his own putback. He goes up for a layup. He misses it, but he tips it right back in. And then I said I had a lot of other notes in this quarter, but pretty much everything after Gallo made that put back was just not good. <laughs> the Bulls win the quarter 37-16. to Zach Levine had 10 points on 4-6 shooting. That would be an indicator of what is to come. And Gallo led OKC with 5 points on 2-4 shooting. Yes, Gallo led the entire team with 5 points in the quarter. That's how bad the first quarter was. Uh, the Thunder was coming out sluggish. They weren't looking for great shots on offense. Uh, they were falling asleep defensively, and the Bulls were just coming out there, and they were pouncing. So 
Uh, going on into the second quarter, uh, I just have a few notes here. I said Archer Diakono. Ryan Archer Diakono has the coolest name in the NBA. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's fun to say, but Archer Diakono, there's just something different about it. Um, he has one of the coolest names in the NBA, but he also had 10 points at the half on perfect 4-4 shooting, including two threes. Uh, Denzel Valentine also had eight points off the bench, also hitting two threes. So those two were huge catalysts off of Chicago's bench. Um, you know, once anytime Levine was off the floor, uh, it felt like Chicago was really going to miss its scoring. But because of the play of Archer because of the play of Archer Diacono and Denzel Valentine, um, particularly in the first half, uh, he wasn't missed sorely. Um, I put a note here. Basically looked lost and uncomfortable out there. And this is just in the second quarter of this note, but this is very true for a lot of the games. You know, he he had a couple big moments. Uh, he got a steal. He had a block. Um, he had a nice pass here and there. You know, he, he's done a couple nice little things, but for the most part, particularly in this game, he just looked lost and uncomfortable. Uh, he had two missed shots, two silly fouls, and four turnovers at this point, and the second quarter wasn't even over. So uh, he definitely looked like a rookie tonight. That's not to say he doesn't still have potential to do great things, but he looks like a rookie tonight. Uh, Gallo dunked on Wendell Carter Jr., so that was fun. <laughs> um, Gallo actually looked to be the only Thunder player that could score. He had 17 points on 5-9 shooting at halftime, in which the Thunder were down 68-49. to now, this is interesting because the Thunder actually outscored the Bulls 33-29 to in the second quarter. At the end of the second quarter at halftime, uh, Zach Levine had 17 points. Wendell Carter Jr. had 12-6. and six. And right behind Gallo, Dennis Schroeder had 11 points on 4-6 shooting off the bench at halftime. Now, after halftime is when things got really interesting. So, first note I got is Levine is dunking literally everything. He was catching alley-oops. He was Slamming with two hands, he was slamming. He was cockback slamming with one hand, um, and he dunked one on Earl's Noel with two hands, in which he got fouled. And it, he was just having one of those nights. Like the dude had 39 points for God's sakes. Like he was in a zone. He was feeling it. Um, and I've always loved Zach Levine. I've, I love his game, uh, the passion he plays with. Uh, he, he's just a fun player to watch. So uh, props to Zach Levine, but. I'm, I'm glad you didn't get the W there. Uh, Ferg, I said, he has played really well. Um, he hit two big threes in this quarter. He hit one in the first quarter, and he even hit one later in the game. Um, he was tasked with guarding Levine, and yes, Levine guard, er, had 39 points, but for the most part, Ferguson played really good defense on him um, in those you know, in those points. Like He played good defense. He was in position. Zach was just hitting big shots, um, and if he wasn't in big shots, then Ferg was fouling. So uh, Ferg definitely has to cut back on that fouling. Uh, you know, that's been an issue that's followed him all the way since his rookie year. Uh, looked like he kind of shook that off last year, but starting to rear its ugly head there. So definitely work on that, Ferg. Uh, and then I said Shea has struggled as far as shooting goes. Like, that was not a hot take. I think he officially had one field goal attempt at this point in the third quarter. Uh, and he had three turnovers, so he was really struggling. But he's starting to find his way to the line a lot lately. And that's a really good indicator of things to come because early in the season, Shea was driving in, getting hacked, and 
not having anything to show for it because the officials just weren't awarding him that uh, that opportunity to go to the line. Uh, tonight he shot eight free throws, so that's good considering he wasn't as great as he has been. You know, earlier this season, uh, he definitely was struggling tonight. Eight free throws is pretty good for not being super aggressive. Uh, but I also said he's finding his way to the line a lot lately, but he's also missed quite a bit of those attempts. Uh, he shot five of eight from the free throw line, which if you're not going to score just, you know, out there in general in the game, like at least hit your free throws, dude. <laughs> but, you know, it's just an off night for Shea. He's still a young player. You know, players are going to have these kind of nights. You just got to shake it off. About a minute left in the quarter was a crazy sequence in which Dennis Schroeder got a layup. Um, he got back, he pressed, he got a sneaky steal, and then he flipped it to Chris Paul for an easy jumper, and that cut the lead to 10. They were down 26 points at one point in this quarter, and that sequence cut the lead to 10. To 10. And then you go down the other end of the court, Dennis blocks Ryan Archidiakono. Um, CP3 came back down the floor. He did some things I didn't like, but a foul was called on Chicago, giving Nerwins a chance to cut it to eight. When I say he did some things I didn't like, he just kind of uh, he just kind of put his head down and just drove to the rim. And that's you know that's not Chris Paul's game. You know he's a creator, um, so I, I didn't love that as the you know the game clock expired in the third quarter, but. Turned out all right because Nerlens got fouled on a, a putback attempt, and he made both free throws, and he cut it to eight. Uh, and it was on Denzel Valentine, which gave him five fouls, which played out to be pretty important as the game went on. Uh, Thunder actually outscored the Bulls 33-22, to which I said is a welcome change um, because, as you guys know, the Thunder usually struggle in the third quarter. Uh, there's just something about coming out of halftime that – doesn't really do it for him. So to see them come out after already just taking it to the chin the first two quarters and putting up this kind of effort to get them right back into the game and in position to win, pretty daggone impressive. So uh, let's see more of that, guys. Whatever you're doing tonight, Billy, do that again. Um, they were led by Gallo and Dennis, who had 19-18 respectively. And then I looked on down the box score and I was like, hmm, Fergus hit four threes. He has 12 points. And Chris Paul has 11 points, and he's only missed one shot. I was like, dang, these guys are, you know, putting up some numbers, and they're efficient. I think Ferg was 4 of 6, so combined they were 8 of 10 at that, or not not 8 of 10. They were 8 of 9 at that point. Nope. I was right, 8 of 10. <laughs> they were 8 of 10 at that point. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's a little sign of things to come. Uh, last note I have for the third quarter is Levine continues to go off. He has 29 points. Yeah, well, he's not done. All right, going into the fourth quarter, Chris Paul hits a three off of Baisley Steel. My autocorrect says stake, so off of Baisley Stake, and it cuts it to seven. Uh, Chris Paul gets the board and just starts crisscross, dribble, rhythm dribbling on Laurie Markin. And the whole time, I was just like, oh, he wants another one. He wants another one. He pulls up. The announcer, the Bulls announcer, says he wants another one. And guess what? Drains it. Cuts the lead down to four. Uh, on the other end, Nerwins Noel straight up eviscerated Kobe White's layup attempt. And then on the other end, he tips it out of bounds on offense for the turnover. 
Uh, Sadaransky comes down and he swats Dennis at the rim. Dennis thought he got fouled. Dennis, bro, he didn't touch you. Um, Chris gives a take foul to stop the fast break, and then Levine scores a long two off a pick. Uh, Chris Paul comes down, hits another three to cut the lead down to three. Then Levine goes down and dunks it again, and I would say somehow, because Chris Paul actually tipped the ball away, and he just picked the ball up over Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder and just casually jumps and cocks it back like Zach Levine does. Uh, Shea wakes up with a tough layup to cut the lead down to three, and then Gallo from Edmund to tie the game. Uh, I say that because this this three-pointer was every bit 30 foot. Um, I mean, it, and it, it was just a beautiful shot. Uh, Sadoransky, I said he's earning my respect with a tough bucket on Shea to put him down two. Or no, yeah, no, to put us back down two, sorry. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, when you see Thomas Sadoransky on the scouting report, or just on the roster sheet for the Bulls. Like, that's not a name you're scared of. But all in all, Thomas Sadaraski played a really good game tonight. He, he made some timely buckets. He was really tough on offense and defense. And, you know, he only scored 11 points, but he had six boards. He had six assists. And like I said, he was really making an impact out there on defense. So, uh, tip of the hat there to Sadaraski. Nah, one day I'll learn how to say your name. Um, Adams got involved with another jump ball on a tie-up, and I said he was 3-0 and on jump balls after that one. Uh, he had one earlier in the game. I missed what it was for, but yeah, 3-0 and on that one. Uh, Chris Paul comes down and hits another one, another three-point shot, and then he hits another one over Lloyd Markinen to put us up by four points. Uh, Zach Lavinga hits Ferg in the air for the foul and drains both free throws to put them up two. Um... Not only did he get Ferg in the air, he drained the shot. They just waved it off. They said it was on the floor. Much to Levine's chagrin. And Ferg fouling Levine was much to Ferg's chagrin. So, a lot of chagrin there in that play. You know, chagrin's a fun word to say. I'm going to say it one more time. Chagrin. All right, moving on. Uh, Chris Paul with a heat check miss. And I say heat check miss because he was fading away as the shot clock expired. But Shea gets a huge rebound, kicks it to Ferg. Actually, he kicks it out to Gallo. Gallo drives in, kicks it to Ferg. He misses the three. Adams gets the rebound, gets blocked, but they call it a tie-up, and it's a jump ball. And Adams goes 4-0 on jump balls. Kind of. In the jump ball, Wendell Carter Jr. gets tangled up with Steven Adams. They call foul Wendell Carter Jr. The Bulls announcers were irate about this. Like They could not stop dogging Steven Adams on this play. As Jim Boylan uh, called for a challenge for the refs to review it, after the refs took a look at it, guess what? They didn't change it. It was still foul window Carter Jr., and it made the Bulls announcers even more mad. Um, Chris Paul gets the ball. He does a rip through, and, of course, that sends him to the line that puts us up four. Levine gets fouled by Ferg. He drains the bucket. They call on the floor. Praise be. All right, that's the one I was talking about where he made it, and they were – both chagrinning. All right, so at that point, the Thunder's up two, and Gallo misses a wide, and I mean wide, open three-pointer off of Chris Paul pick and pop, and you hate to see it. You honestly just hate to see it, but uh, I understand. Yeah, sometimes the ball doesn't go in, but come on, Gallo, you got to make that. Uh, Levine comes down, makes a layup to tie the game. Chris Paul gets tunnel vision, drives in as clock's starting to expire, 
And I said he gets tunnel vision or he's just blinded by a scalding hot hand. And he drives in, loses the ball, jumps on top of it, calls a timeout. The announcers thought it was a jump ball. The announcers thought it was a travel. But he called a timeout with a little over four seconds left. But again, as he drove in, Gallo was wide open again. All right, so Adams gets fouled on the inbound from, guess who, Wendell Carter Jr., um, and they're looking to see if it's flagrant. It wasn't a flagrant. Adams drains the first free throw. Then he misses the free throw, gets the rebound, gives it to Chris, who gets fouled, and drains the two free throws. And I, I just want to talk about this for a second because it reminded me, it was eerily um, reminiscent of the Minnesota Timberwolves game, which Carl Towns was in a similar situation. Um, other, or. Pff, as opposed to if Adams made both of them, then they could have, gosh, <laughs> I forgot what the score is exactly. All right, anyways, the, the reason that it was reminiscent of that is just because Townsend ended up making it. It gave OKC enough time to run down the floor, get a last-ditch effort, chuck down there, and give Dennis enough time to get a layup to tie the game to it overtime. Adams rightfully saw Wendell Carter. They sub Wendell Carter Jr. out, which I really don't understand because you kind of needed that rebound. But they sub Wendell Carter Jr. out. Adams recognized this, misses the free throw, goes in and grabs the ball, kicks it to Chris Paul, who gets fouled, drains the free throws. That's pretty much game over. Levine gets a heave about three fourth court distance, and yeah, I mean it misses completely. So, I mean, I guess you could say you had a shot, but Adams missing that free throw, getting the rebound, and then getting to get to a capable free throw shooter before he could be fouled again um, was just just spot-on IQ by Steven Adams because, I mean, he saw firsthand what happens if, you know, if you make that free throw, what could happen. So, uh, it would have been a shame to see all that effort coming back from 26 down just to be eviscerated off of, uh, well, Honestly, just a karma play. So, uh, process Steven Adams and his IQ. But, yeah, like I said, Levine missed the prayer, but Levine had a heck of a game, man. He had 39 points, 15-25 shooting. Shot 3 of 11 from deep. I don't know what that was all about. Dude dude was kind of chucking it out there from three. Uh, Maybe we can credit some of those misses to our boy Ferg. But if you look at the box score for the Thunder, uh, Gallo was second. He had 22 points on 6-16 shooting, 4 of 10 from deep. Don't love that line from Gallo, but I'll take it after he went over against the Denver Nuggets. Um, Steven Adams had nine points and 11 rebounds, only one assist. They didn't really run a lot for Steven Adams out of the post. Uh, Adams didn't really get a lot of touches out of the post in general. He did score a couple of buckets out of there, but you know, in general, they just didn't really give the ball to Adams in the post. So. That's why his points were down. That's why his assists were down. But it's good to see him down there getting the boards. Uh, second and rebounding was actually Chris Paul, Tim Rebounds. And we're going to come back to him in a little bit. Terrence Ferguson returning to the lineup. Shot 4 of 7. 4 of 7 from deep. Uh, good for 12 points. He ended up fouling out of this game. I mean, he played really good defense on Levine. It's just, you know, great players are going to score. Great players are going to get you, you know, to give fouls up um the one the one thing that 
I really didn't like from this game is the fact that Shea struggled like he did. He had seven points, three rebounds, and two assists on one of three shooting, over one from deep. He did have a couple big plays. That rebound, like I talked about at the end, no, that tough layup to put us up two at that point. So he wasn't a non-factor, but we definitely need to see more out of Shea if this team... You know, whatever this team wants to be, if they want to be a playoff team, they're definitely going to need more out of Shea. If they want, you know, to tank and get better picks and build around the young core of this team, guess what? The leader of your young core is Shea. So we need more out of Shea. Uh, Baisley didn't really score. Like I said, he had a couple plays. He had that stake. <laughs> he had the stake that led to Chris Paul's three um, that cut it to seven. Uh, Nader returning to the bench. Failed to make a single three-point shot. Went 0 for 3. Uh, he did have a dunk off of a pump fake and drive on Moy Markinen from the corner. So, yay, I guess. Uh, Nerl's Noel playing strong off the bench. Nine points, five rebounds on three of five shooting. And then, of course, Schroeder, 18 points, seven of 12 shooting, two of three from deep, four rebounds, five assists. That's good production off your bench. That's good production from your backup point guard. So, uh, props to the guys getting it done in spite of some uh, lackluster efforts all around and in spite of Zach Levine just absolutely going off. He didn't get a lot of help. His next leading scorer was Laurie with 13. Wendell Carter Jr., Archie Diakono each had 12. Denzel Valentine had 10. Sadoransky had 11. So while Levine just went nuts, his team, you know, they were there in the first half definitely. But they were just kind of non-factors after halftime. So <laughs> credit Billy Donovan, credit the Oklahoma City Thunder for uh, you know making the adjustments they needed out of halftime to really lock that up. As we get into all that, there's one player I have not mentioned. And without further ado, tonight's Academy Award for the player of the game goes to Christopher Emmanuel Paul. That's my lovely wife in the background there who is shocked to hear Chris Paul's middle name's Emmanuel, apparently. Yeah, I just fact-checked that. Christopher Emmanuel Paul, that's his name. Dude went off. He had 30 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had 8 assists. He had 2 steals. Dude was on fire. Dude scored 18 points. Nope, not 18 points. He scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. Hit big shot after big shot after big shot. Single-handedly brought us back from dead in this game. Uh, Almost had a triple-double, which, you know, we know how much we covered those in Oklahoma City. Um, I mean, and the dude is just continuing to show that, like, hey, I'm not the cancerous guy that people say I am. Like, hey. I'm not washed up. Like, hey, I can still be a top 20, top 25 player. So, uh, hey, Chris Paul, I don't care if Steven Dolan hates your face. You keep balling out because you are tonight's player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. <laughs> It does. All right, guys, so that's going to just about do it for tonight. Like I said, that game was crazy. Uh, early on, I was I was preparing for just a miserable recap 
in which I had to talk about how the Thunder played with no effort and no urgency, and we lost by 35 points to a tanking Chicago Bulls team. But, hey, Chris Paul happened in the fourth quarter. Dennis Schroeder happened in the third quarter. Um, and we was able to hold off the fighting Zach Levines, uh, 109-106. Um, the next game we've got is against the Grizzlies, the fighting John Morantz on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. I uh, can't wait to see that. Uh, I love John Morant coming into the draft, so I really want to see him and Shea matched up with each other. Uh, hopefully Shea puts up more than seven points. Hopefully Shea puts up more than three shots. Hopefully Shea just plays better in general. That would be great. I would be appreciative of that. But guys, I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and find us, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you listen to us, subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. That would make us all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, we got great stuff coming on, going on there. We've got uh, Tyranny with his video edits, uh, with his photoshops that he's got coming out. Uh, we've got some merch on there. Um, we do some giveaways. You know, we got some great live tweeting. Like we're we're a great follow. Yeah, you know, you know, just follow us. You know, you won't regret it. Uh, we're really close to two thousand. Uh, if we can get to two thousand, we might do a special giveaway. Not making any promises, but uh, hey, the closer we get to two thousand, we we could talk about it. We can we can talk future uh, future ideas there. Um, but go ahead and follow me at Thunder Chats, uh, your boy Dylan right here. And, yeah, like I said, the Thunder play again on Wednesday. Um, walked away victorious tonight. Hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder up! Hands up! Hands up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.